Sorry, Jenica just got home and she brought me a, a bagel and I'm trying to shove it in my stomach as quickly as I possibly can. Who is this a third option for a cold open? What kind of bagel? It's a pretzel bagel. Rachel, what does it look? What does what does Matt look like eating his bagel right now? Like Matt eating a bagel? Yeah, like it doesn't so, look weird. Uh-huh. He's just eating it super fast. <laughs> He's eating it like a duck. <laughs> He's just pecking at it. Have you? Okay, seriously though, this is this is actually. Have you ever seen a goose eat a eat eat food or a fortune cookie or anything like that? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, why, like why if you're walking around cookie? and you see a goose like eating <laughs> some type of food or like a fortune cookie or anything else. Or it's so specific. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just left it at food. It could have. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. So I don't know if this is exclusive to fortune cookies with geese or if this is blanket across all foods or maybe it's just crispy foods. Uh but I once had the distinct pleasure of feeding bits of a fortune cookie to a goose. It was okay. just because I, I was at um, some Chinese place and they had they had like outdoor dining and a goose was just like fucking walking by, just chilling, uh, and started like looking at me. And I was like, oh, this this goose kind of wants some food, so I started just bit, giving off chunks of this fortune cookie. And uh, apparently, and I don't know if maybe it was just this particular goose, but I'm gonna go ahead and make a blanket statement and say that all geese eat fortune cookies like this, which is basically like a helicopter. What? He just, he, he put the bit of fortune cookie in his mouth. He like picked it up off the ground and then he just spun his head around as fast as he possibly fucking could. Like literally just, just back and forth like a fan or something until apparent, like somehow that helped him break it down. <laughs> I don't know. His name was Phil, by the huh. way. I his name was him. Phil? Yeah, I named him Phil. Okay, good. Okay. But it was, um, it was. Yes, yes, Jason. All geese eat like that. Okay. <laughs> If you, I mean, but I, I haven't, that's the only time I've seen a goose eat anything. And so I don't know if that's just how they eat. It was the weirdest thing. At first I thought he was like having a, like a seizure or like a panic attack. But no, he just, he kept doing that with every, every little bit of uh, fortune cookie. Was it one of them spicy fortune cookies? <laughs> no, he wasn't shaking his head in, in uh, recoil from spice. It was a regular old fortune cookie. Wait, there are spicy yeah. fortune cookies? No, no. Oh. And nor can nor can birds taste spicy. Really? Yeah, they can't. I didn't. How's that a thing? I didn't know. They don't have capsaicin receptors. Interesting. I I learned yeah. about capsaicin like last week, so I actually understood that word. I'm I'm happy with myself. Wow. Well, good job. I learned things great, sometimes. Good job. You got you got educated. <laughs> um. You know, no, birds. Yeah, birds can't birds can't taste it because. Um, peppers evolved to be spread by birds, so the birds eat it. But if animals eat it, it's spicy. They don't want to. Little did they know that people were going to be like, oh, this is the best. Yeah, little did they know that thing that's like designed to keep us away. We're like, oh, yeah, let's fucking, let's get that shit all over. Yeah. Put that right <laughs> more, in our, more, in our gourds. More of that, please. Yeah. Please, yeah. I Dude, I've been eating so much spicy food lately. Um, Do you know who else is uh, eats is spicy Spicy, 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 savage land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. I'm Jason. I'm Rachel. I'm Matt. How's how's it going, guys? It's we we've it's been we've been severed for a while. 
At the at the at the at the hip. What? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it attached at the hip? You know how people are day. joined at the hip. We were severed. We at were the hip. severed at the hip. Severed at the hip. <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by Comic Bento. More on that later in the show. Um, I think I think it's been a month and a half since we were all on an episode together. A whole month and a half. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Because there's been One there's month. been two interview episodes. There's been two Matt and Jason episodes, and there's been a Matt and Rachel episode. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? What are Crazy we doing with our lives? I know. A um, couple of quick th- things to address. Uh, a, to the people who are who have emailed and uh, tweeted and left voicemails uh, about our Stitcher not working. Uh, I've been aware of it for a while, and Stitcher is the fucking worst. I, like, I, it's so beyond me at this point how the fuck to get that fixed i i even added a new feed into stitcher so if you search for our podcast again there should be a new feed there that has everything updated but if you're subscribed to the old feed and you've been like listening to our show via the website or something like that uh do that search for the show again and there should be a new updated feed there i'm still i've been like emailing every support line i can find at stitcher to try and get somebody to fix it um they're just the worst they're not they're not easy to work with fuck stitcher um anyway that aside uh stitcher (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> look I, nothing against you if you listen to stitcher but you're wasting a lot of data as well you, they don't let you download stuff and their ui sucks and their customer service sucks anyway um second thing to get out of the way uh we are going to be switching our normal release date to tuesdays going forward so as you're listening to this you probably noticed it came out on a tuesday um we'll still probably have periodical bonus episodes that'll go out on friday or you know some other day um, but the default going forward is going to be Tuesday. Uh, at some point, I need to change the Twitter banner to reflect that, since it says every Thursday right now. But that's a future Jason problem. That's a future Jason problem that you don't have to deal with until it's a past Jason problem. Ex- uh, or Well, actually, I'll deal with it when it's a present Jason problem. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but not this present Jason. The, uh, the, the next present Jason, which is currently future Jason. Mm-hmm. Timelines. Yep. Uh, anyway, guys, we should, we should probably give people some, uh, some ketchup. We should, we should, you know, they got, they got all these French fries and they're well salted and, and bare, uh, outside of the salt that I previously mentioned. So we should probably fix that with some, some nice red tomatoey liquid. Oh, stuff. snap. Hey, Rachel, I think you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ra- uh, Rachel, you got, you, there's, there's, you know, nothing's, nothing's been going on in your life lately, huh? No, not, not a thing. Rachel's engaged, for those who don't know. Congrats, Rachel. Hooray. <laughs> Yay. Yay, me. To Captain America. To Captain America. To Cap. <laughs> tip, tip of the cap to you. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gone to Disneyland and Universal Studios and all the good things. All the good things. How, okay, what what was your favorite thing about the entire uh, experience, Disneyland? I mean, outside of the engagement, let's you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Universal Studios, Disneyland, the Void, all that stuff. What was like the biggest highlight for you? Um, I'm not sure because like I kind of feel like the Void's its own separate thing. Okay, we can talk about that in a separate chapter. <laughs> <laughs> the, each episode has chapters, by the way. 
for page one chapter. <laughs> we forgot one. to mention that to the listeners back in episode one, we but every episode has had chapters. <laughs> we experienced it. No, the void was amazing. Yeah. Like, so what's the what's the what's the deets? Um, you go in as teams of four, so it was so me and Cap, and then this Asian couple. Okay. Let's really quick establish what it is we're talking about in case they haven't listened to an episode that we talked about it. Uh, the Void, which is a VR company, has built a new like virtual reality course at Disneyland that apparently is a Star Wars experience, and it's a thing you can experience yeah. for like thirty bucks at uh, Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's downtown Disney, so you don't need to go to Disneyland to go there. Nice. Which is nice. Even better. Yeah. So it's only 30 bucks. It's about 15, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you get through the puzzles and how good you communicate with your team. Wait, so there's puzzles? Yeah, there's some... um, Like, light puzzles where... um, K2SO will show you a light pattern and then you have to put it back in in the way that he showed you. Okay. To open the doors. Just like in the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're trying to do that, then the rest of your teammates need to like shoot the other guys that are shooting at you while you're trying to put in the code. And mm. yeah. Does he tell you the odds of success? <laughs> he, he, yeah. Because they're high. They're very high. <laughs> well, if you fail, because the girl, she was putting them in, and she kept messing it up, and he just kind of is K2SO about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> does, he, does, so it, it, does it prompt it, you to say, never tell me the odds before you can move on? No. Does it prompt you to say, uh, I got a bad I feeling about this? I a bad feeling about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> You don't have to say anything. Like in your, in your helmets, you can talk to each other, and I, you, you I, do get guns, which is fucking awesome. Do do your teammates look like? Because when we went, you and I did it at the same time, and when I looked at you, you were just like a kind of a blue framework. Yeah. No. This you, um, when you walk in, um, what's his name? K two S O. No, the one guy. Han Solo. The guy from, from Rogue One. Cassian. Lando Calrissian. Yes. He gives you, you know, your instructions. Uh-huh. And you can go in and put in which color uh, Stormtrooper you want to be. Mm. So you each pick different colors. But oh. when you look at each other, they look like a Stormtrooper. Just a normal Stormtrooper. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, so you're not so just you... an outline. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do puzzles the whole time or are there other things? No, well, there's quite a huge chunk of just shooting things, and then there's kind of a a boss battle Ooh. where you got to fight a really huge monster out of the lava. Ooh, it, it's cool. just really cool. So, and it, is it still like a, a full blown course that you like walk through, and you're actually moving around and doing stuff like it was where we are, or do you like stand still and do shit like most VR things? No, you you walk through it, and it Fuck and it yeah. gets kind of disorienting like (laughs) the one we did with when i was in there with matt like there was a big hole in the floor Mm -hmm. and like he was freaking out because there was (laughs) a big hole in the floor but this you have to like walk on platforms and you feel like you're gonna fall off the platform Ah. into the lava and so it's just kind of it's a weird feeling yeah (laughs) but yeah you're you're walking through it and flying and 
it it's pretty cool. Totally cool. worth thirty bucks. Because you could go through it really slow. Yeah, I mean your pace. Take four hours to get through it. <laughs> probably not that long. They'd probably come get you at that point. <laughs> and I guess there are people like in there with you, and you have, if you have problems, you raise your arm. But we didn't have any problems, so. I ran into somebody when we went. Yeah, you did. You totally <laughs> ran into that guy. I couldn't see him. Well, because there was supposed to be a torch, and they didn't put the torch back for you to grab. Yeah. <laughs> and then he Losers. came to give Matt the torch, and they collided because yeah, well, you couldn't been... see him. I can't see him. He could. He he could see me though. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mine went off without a hitch, so I don't know what you guys did wrong. We didn't do. That was all Indiana Jonesy. It's like, yeah, I'm going through this lost temple of doom. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to get out there and do the Star Wars thing. That sounds rad. Same. Hit yeah. me up when you want to do it. I want to go with you. I would. I would be running around saying, "What the? What the? What the? What the?" <laughs> I'd just be running around like saying, "I got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad, I got a bad feeling, feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this. I got yeah. a bad feeling about this." Don't tell me the odds. The whole time. <laughs> yeah, the the other couple we were with didn't really talk at all. A whole lot. No. Oh. So, Come on, you got to talk, the, the, especially as a couple. Communication's important. Uh, yeah, it made it a little awkward. And they did give us the choice of, do you want to go in as a team or do you want to go in there by yourselves? And we're or like, do you want people to watch yeah, you? Team is fine, whatever, but yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, that would be weird. You just got two other people that are just kind of hanging about, <laughs> yeah. like tagging along and being awkward, not doing anything. Is it? Do they just have the one Star Wars experience? Yeah. Do they do other things at this one too, or is it just Star Wars? It's just that one. Okay. Hmm. So it's like going twice would just be doing the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, you could take your time more if you did go through it with some boring people. <laughs> <laughs> Are the stormtroopers bad shots? Mm. Uh, the, the well, you team are storm we were troopers. with were. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Cap so and I took out <laughs> most of the other bad guys. How how bad the shots are entirely depends on you, since you are a stormtrooper. No, I was good. No, because nice. you're not a stormtrooper. You're a rebel in stormtrooper disguise. Yeah, we're rebels. Uh, you're, we're, we're not actually stormtroopers. Yeah. You're rebels. Do you ever get found out? Do the, do the, does the Empire ever go, hey, these aren't right? I would imagine yes, because yeah. that's why you get into a fight. I, I don't know if I should... Yeah, don't spoil it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil what happens no at the spoilers. end, but... Oh, my God. Uh, I was a little panicky, but it was awesome. <laughs> Sick. And then how Are the graphics good? Yeah, much better than the last time we went. Oh, yeah, how do they compare we to, like... Was... Yeah, when we, <laughs> when we went, it was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, how like do they compare... Two. Yeah, how do they compare to like if you were to compare it to PlayStation Four? Do you, like is it better, or worse? In terms um, of graphics, kind of the same, maybe a little okay. less. Yeah, I imagine a little less. But I mean, since it's a full environment, that makes up for it. Yeah. So. But no, no, I'm assuming nothing ever looks like actually real. Or am I wrong? What? What? Where you're like, oh my god, this is real life now. I am in the Star Wars. Well, like, just that things look like they might actually be there. It all feels like it's there. Oh. Uh Yeah, it's all all there the whole time. Once you enter the void. Yeah, like, anytime you're on the ship, it feels like you're moving and 
They like the they, floor vibrates and stuff. Yeah. Are there seats? You sit down. Yeah. Cool. You sit down in the ship. Fuck, Matt's like, I just want to sit the entire time. Just, just tell me those places to sit down and catch just my Just stay in the ship. Just be like, well, K2SO will keep telling you to move. So please move uh, off the ship. Yeah, because he's flying the ship. the ship. Oh, okay. So get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get, the get fuck your out fleshy out ass off my ship. <laughs> cool. Well, what else you got, Rach? Uh, I honestly think I enjoyed Universal Studios more than Disneyland. Yeah. 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 I I'd never been to Universal Studios. Did you go to like Harry Potter Land? Yeah. I so loved that. And that ride, the the Hippogriff ride was down for maintenance, but the one the kind of Quidditch one. Mm. Oh, you yeah, 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 yeah. Where you're in yeah, the, you the, the walk, VR thing? Or not yeah, VR, but like you yeah. have to you have to walk through like the entire thing of Hogwarts basically. And it's incredible. And that's probably the funnest ride that we went on. So weirdly enough, Rachel, I ended up totally by surprise going to Universal Studios for the first time, like three days after you and Cap went. Yeah. Had no idea. And so it was my first time as well. And I totally agree. Harry Potter Land was the shit. Um, you missed nothing. Did you go with... in the bathrooms? I did. It's creepy, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. I made Cap go in there after I went in there. I'm like, <laughs> you have to go in that bathroom. Because it's like all themed and Moaning Myrtle just keeps talking the whole time. And it's it, so creepy. It is disconcerting sitting there trying to pee while there's this voice going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop. I'm just trying to pee. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I'd like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't miss much you, with the hippogriff ride, by the way. Oh, was it going? It's Yeah, so it, it was going when I went and it it's like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. It is the then, shortest yeah. roller coaster I've ever been on. All right. I'm not too sad about that then. Yeah. Um, did you try all the different variations of butterbeer? No. Did you try any? No. What? I got a squishy instead. <laughs> you got a, oh, a squishy at Simpsons Land? Yeah. Did Cap try butterbeer? Um, Neither of you tried butterbeer? No, we got squishies. Oh. Is What is it? Like butterscotch? Is it like that super gross butterscotch you brought over to my house that... <laughs> like so, like 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 two years ago for a party that so, literally three days ago we were cleaning out our basement and we found it and we're like, I'm gonna fucking I'm just pouring it down the drain because nobody's gonna drink this so ever. It's so that, gross. That soda is a bad imitation of it. Uh, okay. This the because the, that's what I was curious about most when I tried the butter beer was that like okay does it taste the same as that shit because that stuff was kind of gross, um, but no it's fucking good like it's I had probably four of them while i was at oh uh, harry potter land they have a regular one so th- so not only is it like that soda but then they do like kind of a creamy thing on top that looks like foam that also tastes kind of butterscotchy uh Bro, i just don't like butterscotch it's not overpowering it's 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 pretty it's pretty like good in the mix of kind of butterscotch <laughs> and cream flavor okay um so they have a regular one that's like basically the consistency of root beer which is good uh, they have a frozen one. Uh, it's like a slushy type thing. Also delicious. And then they have a hot one. All three. Really good. <laughs> Ew. No, none they of that good. sounds good to me. They were good. Rachel, when you were yeah. on the, when you were on the Hogwarts ride, did you ever have the like urge to like lift your feet up or stuff like that? Cause you felt like they were going to hit something. Yeah. 
I felt like we were going to run into everything. I kept doing that. I was like, come on. I know this is fake. It's <laughs> <laughs> just every it's time. Maybe you watch. No, it's, so, it's, it's like, a four seater. You're all in a row. It, it's like Star Tours. Yeah, but um, the whole thing moves and some of it's like a 3D, but then it'll turn and then it'll be like actual dementors will be there like flying over you and coming at you and yeah. then it'll turn again and then you'll be back to the screen and it just keeps doing both huh. yeah it's it's a mix it's a mix of like practical stuff and uh um oh. and the screen and it, i mean it does like there are multiple screens like it takes you kind of through basically a tunnel of all these experiences yeah um oh i got so the thing actually moves throughout this yeah gotcha. yeah but then That's it'll cool. stop at the screen, and the screen's so big that you can't really see the edges, so it feels like you're in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have yeah, glasses was... on? Yeah. No. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I did the... Um... Did you do the, the tour with the Fast and Furious thing at the end? Yeah. That was interesting. I liked the King Kong one better. I d- yes, the King Kong one was more fun. I'm so glad that I didn't get squirted though. And during the King Kong thing, like everyone around me got hit, and I was I was fine. I, was... I, I yeah, we got squirted pretty bad, and it was really cold the day that we went too. <laughs> so it just made it even worse. Like we did the oh. Jurassic Park one last because it was so cold. Nice. Yeah. The the Jurassic Park one was was pretty cool. I also yeah the Fast and the Furious one was pretty cool. They yeah. still have like. The backdraft thing? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? They used to have a backdraft part of the tour that you do, like the. It was like backdraft, and then there was like an earthquake, and then there was like Jaws. The little Jaws thing is still there. Okay. But Mm. there wasn't a backdraft one. The backdraft one, I remember you go, you go into this building, and then they, it, it is, the whole thing's just like elaborate pyrotechnic display where they like fucking just shooting fire everywhere it's pretty awesome so they man that sounds cool they yeah they replaced that with with um some fast and furious stuff lame but although the the part in the tunnel though when you're in the subway and everything starts earthquaking and flooding that was pretty cool yeah that's yeah that's yeah that yeah i remember that that was cool damn i I wish i would have gotten pyrotechnic when, when yeah. I, when I was in line for the studio thing, there were these two dudes and I I wanted to like I wanted to freak out on them honestly. These two dudes right behind us that were just like they had one he had his phone out and they were playing country music and singing along with it at the top of their lungs, the same fucking song like four times in a row in line right behind Ugh. us. Yeah. Why? I know. It was these two dudes and they're singing about like it's like some song about this dude, like, I'm a lover and a taker and something about a good old American boy. And, like, it's, it's about sex. Like, most of the song is about sex. These two dudes just singing it to each other. Like, the nerdiest, like, the nerdiest country white boys you've ever seen in your life. And, and like, they, I thought they were done. They were, like, about done. And I, first off, my cringe level was just at a maximum. They're in a line full of people just blasting country music at the top of their lungs. Um, but then these fucking people in line... Ask them for an encore. I was like, what? Why? I they they seemed to be kind of like making fun of them. I was like, good god, I am going to lose my shit right now, and I am going to go on a <laughs> rampage through this fucking tour. And so we we definitely made a point to avoid the uh, the bus that they got sat on um, afterwards. I yeah. there was the dude that they stood behind when waiting for the bus looked like he was about to kill them. 
Like they they walked <laughs> up and literally like this dude, it was like there with his daughter, but he is like the most MMA looking bro you've ever seen in your life. He's like wearing like three or four gold chains and has like some tap out hoodie or some shit like that. And is just losing it, staring straight in front of him while these two kids behind him are doing their like 10th encore of the same fucking song. Ugh. Oh, that yeah. poor guy. I, I was laughing looking at it cause I was out of earshot finally. Uh, but man, yeah, it was, that was a brutal experience. Yeah. We didn't have any, Pretty annoying at Universal. <laughs> there actually wasn't a lot of people there, but like at Disneyland, there was a lot of annoying people there, and I've never had my butt touched so many times. Oh, Jesus. standing in a line because like because kids like just they can't stand still and they climb everything and they run into you and they grab okay. your butt. I thought <laughs> I thought you were gonna say there were just like dudes like randomly grabbing your butt. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh no. Nothing like that. It was just, yeah, just but there was some annoying teenagers at Disneyland, but nice. I I honestly spent most of my time in Springfield at Universal because The Simpsons is like my favorite thing. Mm. And yeah, I just didn't want to leave there. And the Krusty Burger had a veggie burger, Ooh. the Mother Earth burger. <laughs> it, are there Simpsons rides? Yeah, there's a Simpsons ride, but it's all the 3D screen and your little cart moves with it. So we did Harry Potter, then that one, then I started to get a little motion sickness (laughs) from that. We took a break and had a Krusty Burger and some Duff beer. Nice. Did you? beer is it? It's only brewed there. Yeah, but what Mm. kind of beer is it? Duff beer. Is a pilsner a lager? Okay, don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I was gonna say like, do you think either Rachel or I know the fucking difference? I don't like beer. Maybe I I hate beer, but this was actually pretty delicious. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I didn't try at Harry Potter Land that I wanted to try was the fire whiskey. Why didn't you try it? Because I had so many fucking butter beers. I was like, okay, I can't spend like eighty dollars on drinks. Yeah, after the Duff beer and the squishy, I still wanted to try a flame and mo because mm. you can go to Moe's and get a flame and mo. But yeah, I wonder after if the that, flame and mo I and just, the fire whiskey is the same thing. I don't know. Maybe I hmm. just had consumed so much sugar that mm-hmm. yeah, yep. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'll probably be going back to try the fire whiskey and stuff because we like we just randomly like basically like fell our way into a couple of season passes so we're like oh okay well, guess we'll go to universal it was it's i was a, bummed out though i was like man we could have gone the same day yeah it, it's a it's a it's an american pale ale yeah american that pale ale. and they also make a porter huh whatever those words mean yep whatever that means it, it was pretty good coming <laughs> from someone that hates beer yeah pale ale is um, good well uh what else what else you got in your bottle rich uh, just one more thing. Did you go on the mummy? I didn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's one of the fastest roller coasters that I've been on in a long time. Oh, was that and what that ride it was? Goes, it goes backwards. Oh, I would have loved oh, that, actually. Out, Jay? Yeah. I really, yeah. It, I. Uh, what did you think it was like just Tom Cruise laughing at you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
It, it looks like it's the uh, Brennan Fraser mummy one. So like it kind of starts off like Indiana Jones, like, oh, it's just nice and slow when we're looking at artifacts and stuff. And then it hits a point where you're just fucking gone. It goes f- 40 miles per hour. <laughs> Guys, I'm... It's, I- and then it stops, like, halt. Oh, yeah. And then goes backwards. It uses induction motors to launch riders from a complete standstill to a top speed of between 40 and 45 in, in seconds. Oh. Yeah. So, I'm... A, now I really want to ride that ride because I fucking love roller coasters. Uh I didn't realize it was a roller coaster, but now all I'm imagining is that it's is the 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 the, ri- the version of the ride where you're, it's like that Harry Potter ride, except when the giant screen comes in front of you, it's just Tom Cruise's giant face <laughs> laughing, just all around you. All you can see is Tom Cruise's enormous like face. that laugh, like when he was on Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The psychotic. There is nothing slow, in my. Like. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing behind my eyes. Laughter. Yeah. Yeah. There's no soul in this body. <clears throat> well, that doesn't happen, but it should. Oh, should. And, and then we saw we saw the Waterworld live show. Nice. Oh my god, I've seen the Waterworld live show. Yeah, it was nice because since it was cold that day, when they like start lighting the water on fire, it was really warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh man, this feels nice. But yeah, that was that was cheesy. <laughs> it was well, fun shoot. though. Like. <laughs> they're they're making movies and stuff they say their credits at the end Mm -hmm. oh boy it was it was a good time that's universal studios so it's a it's a it's a thing it Um, was a good time what's uh do you have anything else in your bottle or should we uh move on over to matt uh well should i end it with justice league oh yeah justice league jeez man it's a it's a rachel heavy episode this week let's get into your justice league (laughs) I finally watched Justice League the other <laughs> night. <laughs> I think what I did? speak for myself, Jason, and every other human being on this planet that we cannot wait to hear what you thought about it. <laughs> that was a really boring, <laughs> badly CGI'd movie. I had a really hard time sitting there through it. I kept getting up and doing other stuff, grabbing my phone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's bad, huh? It it's pretty bad. I, to be fair, probably about the last half hour or so, I did actually sit there and watch it. I I loved the last half hour of that movie. It it was it was pretty good at the end there, but just the whole thing. God, it was so boring. <laughs> boring. I still I still think uh, it was fun, but that's just me. I do think Aquaman looked pretty cool, and I thought Mara looked mm. probably the coolest out of everybody in that movie <laughs> <laughs> and i love wonder woman but mm. uh yeah that was a big old meh for me yeah just uh, the cg is so bad mm. why is the it cg so bad? was pretty rough i agree with you there and uh steppenwolf just looked like aries to me yeah they gotta they gotta get away from this uh same face villain problem yeah, like they looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And then they kept like flashing to that Russian family and I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> are they anybody? Why should I care about them? They're they're just, like, you know, they're, Russian family. They're eyes on the ground, you know? Oh, yeah, I remember that. They're like when they're like 
Yeah. And like soups like get, gets him out of there or something. The Flash well, yeah. gets him out of there and then yeah, the Flash. Superman Flash. Superman carries yeah. a building of people. But it's like they flash to him like five times throughout the movie and you're like, who the fuck are these people? Are they somebody? Are no, they you're magical? Just, like, you're just, why? You're just, you're just following some everyday citizens as they experience this, you know? Why? Mm. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. It's yeah, like the Coolio just... plot in Daredevil. <sighs> Anyone? Uh, no. Huh. Yeah. Huh. The what? Remember in uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, Coolio was in it and he had a whole subplot that was cut from the theatrical release and then added back in in the director's cut? Coolio was in there? Fuck yeah, he was. His subplot yeah, was actually pretty interesting. It made that movie a lot better. I, I'm pretty sure I have the director's cut, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it again. You should watch it. It's not bad. Nah. So. <laughs> <laughs> More Ben yeah, Affleck. I, I, I did not enjoy Justice League. Mm. At all. Well, that makes two of you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end. Sweet, Matt. What you got in that uh, little that little that little packet packet pack of yours? Oh boy, so much to talk about. Um, <laughs> we went to a murder mystery party last night. Ooh. Yes, where you arrived and we got. Everybody had uh, uh, was given a, a envelope with a role to play, mm-hmm. and then you and then and then then I had to spend two hours walking around talking to strangers in character, and it was really that sounds really like your hard. worst nightmare. <laughs> it was close to my worst nightmare. That sounds like my nightmare as it well. It was really hard, uh, <laughs> but it's it's fun, you know. It's 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 kind of fun, and then so my character my character's goal was to find heroin. And mm. take the heroin. <laughs> Just from another person? Mm-hmm. Take it where? Take it. Take the heroin. Oh. Use it. Oh. And it was like, if you find heroin, consider yourself stoned. And I was like, cool. And it was actual <laughs> heroin and you actually got high? It was not. Oh. Uh, but I did, I, did, I did find heroin and then I just sat on the couch for the rest of the night. And then at the end, I was like, I did that because I was stoned the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't. It's what the thing told me to you do. You weren't the murderer. I was not the murderer. Who was? Was it Jenica? My illicit son. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were just sitting on the couch stoned while your son killed people. No, the son had already <laughs> killed someone. You're trying to figure out who killed them. Oh, okay. You're at, you're at the. You're at the auction for the items for the what the fuck? <laughs> there was a in the will there were items to be auctioned off, and you're at the auction. Oh, okay. Of the of the dead Baroness. Okay. And that was the Baroness's illicit son that killed her. Mm. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, Very nice. Uh, it was it was fun. It was it, it really though. Ugh, it's hard. I drank a lot. It was hard to. <laughs> It was hard to like. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I would probably also have to drink a lot to. It was also like really, really complicated, and so there's so much information you have to keep in your head. So you, the more you drink, the problem is the more you drink, the less you can really remember what the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, maybe not my maybe not my cup of tea, or maybe play one that's a little easier. Mm. Yeah. 
You just got you just got to dumb it down a little bit for old Matt boy. Yeah, I just just need it real simple. <laughs> I can play myself, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Or I can play a mute. Pick one. I heard that movie was I, okay. Mute. Mute mm-hmm. was not good. Did you watch it? Was it? it? I watched 20 minutes of it and had to turn it off. Oh man. <laughs> it was not good. Man, we cuz you know, Jenica loves Paul Rudd and, mm-hmm. and my a good friend of mine whose opinion I highly regard was like it's really good, so we we started it and watched yeah, 20 minutes and we're just like this is terrible. Oh. This is not good. No So, I didn't like it. Other people didn't really either. If you look at the score on IMDb, it's pretty lousy. Mm. It's that like sucks. A, it's got like a 35% critic rating and like a 5.3 on IMDb. Mm. Damn. Anyway, uh, speaking of lousy movies, I started to watch Atomic Blonde. <laughs> speaking yeah. of lousy movies, you started to watch. <clears throat> yeah, that was a real stupid movie. It was like, it was like, how many songs from the 80s can we cram in this thing to make it more or less one long music video? <laughs> yeah. 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 Now that you mention it. I mean, what, I, uh, I didn't finish the movie. No, I'm not going to. But <laughs> James McAvoy was pretty good in it. I'll give him that. Yeah. I liked him. And Charlize Theron was Charlize Theron. I mean, I don't know. She's She can be good in some stuff, but she's just kind of dead dead in other things. Yeah. I found the movie enjoyable, but yeah, definitely they, they advertised it heavily on the John Wick uh, effect. You know, the like, director of John Wick. It's like a female John Wick. John Wick, John Wick. Um, Which it wasn't. Which it wasn't at all. <laughs> no, it was It was like John Wick if John Wick took a lot of Ambien and just yeah. like slowed oh, yeah. it down. Yeah, no, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, the, the last but probably least of my catch-up is I played Star Wars X-Wing, Fantasy Flight Star Wars X-Wing, mm. which is... We and we, have, you and I have played Armada before. We've talked about it on the show. Yeah, this is the X Wing is the and Armada as well. They're both uh, tabletop games where you play with uh, little like little ships. Yeah, Fantasy Flight. Yeah, I just some that people don't know it. that. I don't. I don't know Fantasy Flight. Okay, well, you trying do to keep it accessible for new listeners. Every episode's a first. Um, so X Wing is just the fighter ships, like dog fights, right? Mm-hmm. And we played one game, and I. I regret dumping all that money into Armada. Really? Because X-Wing's, X-Wing's a lot funner. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Armada's really, really fucking cool. Don't get me wrong, and I really like it. But X-Wing was like... Good, because I was about to much faster, Much faster paced. You know, obviously, it's a dogfight instead of, like, capital ships just slowly flying around shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, a lot, so, it's, a lot, it's a lot more bang and a lot less... Um... Well, yeah, because it's and it's Playing. a lot like in, in Armada. It's like you need to be thinking like three turns tactically ahead, right? Yeah, yeah. And in, in X Wing, it's the game changes very quickly, and your mm. ships can do all these like pretty pretty tight maneuvers and stuff. So it's it's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Um. So. So now you're gonna you're gonna reinvest into X Wing. You should uh, see if uh, someone on the internet wants to do a trade. I yeah maybe I don't know I I cannot justify dumping that much money again into another fucking tabletop game. <laughs> there, uh, you, you did, you did will, put a lot will, of money into Armada. I yeah I will I will uh, I will host Armada if other people host X Wing and. There you go. You know yeah. There's there's the call Salt Lake City Savage Land listeners. There's there's the call well, to to there to, it is. 
Yeah. Play but X-Wing. There's a, there, there is another Fantasy Flight Star Wars game coming out next month or this month. I can't remember. Oh, shit. Which is called Le- Legion, which is uh, troop-based ground combat. So it's basically Warhammer, but Star Wars. Mm. Um, and the scales, it's got a pretty solid, it's got a pretty big scale on it. And people are building these really elaborate sort of recreations of the Hoth battle scene or indoor. That's all they've kind of done so far that I've seen on it, that I've seen pictures of. Uh, mm. And it looks fucking amazing. So mm. I probably, I, hopefully I don't get suckered into spending a shitload of money on that. <laughs> Fingers crossed that he does. Because then when I visit Utah, I can have something yeah, to play. Yeah, probably will. No, I won't, guys. The problem is, <laughs> the problem with that that game is, it, it's. I think it's only really fun if you spend time to make like elaborate terrain to play on, because it's like Warhammer, and you want like something. You know, you want something to play on other than a flat board mat. You know, right? You want yeah, uh, buildings and shit and stuff to hide behind. So. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. maybe I'll, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll. Maybe, what I'll what I'll probably do is go play it at the game store because they have all the you know they have terrain and stuff you can use. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. So nice. That's my. That's it. What you got, Jay? Uh, let's see. A couple things. I watched uh, Jessica Jones season two. I watched five episodes. Okay. I watched. Six or seven episodes. Uh, so here's... Uh, I still think it's the best Marvel Netflix show. Um, I don't think this season is as good as the first one. And I think that there are elements of this season that are incredibly heavy-handed on trying to address the issues that were going on while they were writing the show, which was during the 2016 election. Uh, this show has been written for over a year, and they it just it took a while to get everything kind of filming and put together. Um and so there, there are, there are parts of it where you're like, okay, I get it. Like you don't need to address every single social issue and shoehorn it in when it doesn't fit into the story. Um, yeah, you know, like there's just parts where it's like we're dealing with race inequality and we're dealing with gender inequality, and every single moment we have the chance, we're going to talk about female empowerment, but sometimes in a really like fucking pedantic way. Um, and it's you know like some of it just felt a little patronizing. Um, however. That being said, you know, though none of those moments really had much to do with the story. They were just things that kept getting thrown in. I think the story overall was was pretty strong. Um I I liked some of the twists and turns. The performances were all great. Um I think that you could feel that none of the writing, well, mo- almost none of the writing staff from season 1 was maintained on season 2. Um and I think that you could kind of feel that difference. And I also feel like the plot for this season ended up being eerily similar to the first one. Um, Mm. However, I think it was still good. I think it's still the best season that Netflix has put out since Luke Cage. Um, You know, and Luke Cage, I feel like had, had kind of third act problems uh, with the last four episodes or so, but, um, but it it was good. I mean, it was enjoyable. Obviously I binged through the entire season uh, in a weekend. So, you know, I'm enjoying it so far. I like the, it's a lot digging more into, detective stuff yeah yeah you can I, definitely like enjoy it it's like the batman movie we always wanted yeah it's true it's it's very noir and there's like there's always those those very noir kind of stings in the music that they that they'll like throw in randomly um I like yeah it. yeah i do too i, like I love it. it 
I love yeah. it. I, it. I do agree with you that it doesn't feel as good as the first season, but it's David still, Tennant. yeah, I think David Tennant just was the sole reason why season one was was so good and the writers and since they're not really back for this one it's kind of meh but it's still really good it's quite good i like it a lot i've liked it way more than i've liked daredevil and luke cage and especially iron fist did you guys watch punisher I, no. I've watched uh, I've watched three episodes of Punisher and I'm I'm actually really enjoying it so far. Um, but it's yeah, it's just one of those shows that for whatever reason I I haven't been feeling the pressure to watch. But I'll probably watch it soon or finish yeah, it soon. I haven't, watched, I haven't watched it at all. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. I keep seeing it. I'm like, oh yeah, Punisher. It's honestly, it's not what you'd expect. <laughs> it's not what you'd expect. I I think honestly, it is thus far really good. Um, I I mean, it got very strong reviews. Yeah. And so I, I definitely really, feel like it's really worth watching. It. It's just like, it's right. one of those characters, you know? Punisher's one of those characters that's just kind of been a hard sell. I Yeah, I don't really care for that character. But. At all. At all. Yeah, as far as I've seen so far, it's good. I, I, I think I'll probably finish Punisher at some point this month or so. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed Jessica Jones season two. Um, you know, we can get into it further maybe next week when you guys have... Uh, finished it and kind of talk about the resolution stuff i'll also i will say i found the last three episodes eerily similar to season one uh in a way where it's like oh come on this again um but uh and and the other thing i feel and this is universal for every single netflix show i think that all of these shows would be better if they were 10 episodes yes yeah Um, there's just there's always that part around episode seven or eight where it just starts to drag and it's weird and then there's just like kind of a a, a, a strange forced twist for the last couple episodes um yep. you know yep, that's where i'm at right now and jessica jones is yeah. the weird yeah. the weird part totally. that's why i thought def- that's why i thought defenders was really good was because it was only 10 and it was like by the time you got to the resolution you're like all right that felt like the good time to do it and so totally like, yeah here it goes. Just yeah. kidding. There's three more episodes. Instead of in, in Luke Cage where they're like, surprise, he has a brother that we haven't mentioned before, and now he's the big villain. Yeah, that was not the best choice. Fucking weird. Like, I'm fine with him <laughs> having a brother, but it's like, tell me he had a fucking brother at some point during the season, and don't just, like, introduce him and say, by the way, he has a brother. Like, Yeah, totally. I'm your brother. By the way, I exist. What? Yep. I don't know. The end. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> just like at some point in episode one, be like, "Yeah, me and my brother growing up." You know, like just anything. There's no mention. Some of sort him. of mention. Yeah, because yeah. no, I, I, I was you. loving Luke Cage up until that point. Anyway, um, but that's aside the point. But yeah, Jessica Jones season two, it's good. I think it's you know better than uh, the recent seasons of Daredevil and Iron Fist and and all that. Um, still so excited. I'm gonna. The, yeah, I want to touch on the Netflix thing for a sec. So. Have, is, there, is there anything new uh, announced? Yes, they're they're actually What's still new? ramping up. Um, I mean, no new series, but there's new seasons coming. Um, right. There, I I suspect they're going to announce a Moon Knight series soon because uh, they're ramping up to do three seasons a year, um, mm-hmm. and so they they have three seasons announced for. Uh, obviously, this year we have um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. Uh, then next year there will be Iron Fist. Um, and I think Punisher, and then uh, there there will be a third se- season of something that they haven't announced yet, and it doesn't quite make sense to have it be Jessica Jones um, on obviously another season of Luke Cage yet. So it would either be Defenders or something else, which I think will probably be Moon Knight. 
You think it's going to be? You think Moon Knight's the top top uh, top pick? Yeah, just because I think you know, like there have been rumors that maybe they're going to do like a Ghost Rider thing or something like that. But I just think that would be really tough to pull off. Uh, and and I think they're looking at it logistically. I mean, the budgets on these shows have obviously shrunken since the first season of Daredevil. Um, and so I think that I think that just logistically, and also a character that could be very interesting and easy to pull off on TV. I think Moon Knight's where they go with it. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. I agree, and um, I would love a Moon Knight show. Oh, me too. Because and oh, I mean, yeah. there's there's really good source material to pull from. You know, they could pull from Warren Ellis's stuff and Brian Wood's stuff. They could pull from you know Bendis, and and obviously they've they've really enjoyed the the benefits of Bendis before. Um, and so I, I think that's a perfect show to do in this universe. Cool. Especially because he's such a wild card. You know what I mean? Like it can add an extra dimension to this universe of kind of unpredictability. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so watch that. Um, I reread uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina uh, for reasons. And still, it's it's really, really good. I think that's one of the best horror comics that's come out since Witches. Um, I love that comic so it's much. It's so good. It's and I, so fucked up, but I love it yes. so much. I am, <laughs> I am crazy excited to to see the Netflix show. Which, full disclosure, I'm working on uh, in post production. But um, the the like Robert Hack, his art, he that's the first time he's done a comic book. Like he's he's never really? done sequential illustrations before that. Wow, crazy, right? Like, and it's yeah, so... I never would have believed that. Totally. <laughs> It's so weird and the colors, because he colors himself as well, and the colors are all so strange and kind of like like brushy, but not in like a weird rendery way, just like almost like he's just taking broad strokes with a paintbrush on it. Um, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he's doing it digitally, but whatever he's doing, it it, it pulls off such a weird and uncanny look. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how they adapt this uh, on Netflix and, and what things go. I, I yeah. Um. And then uh, I read the first story arc of Sweet Tooth, Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth. I love Sweet Tooth. I've really been on a Lemire kick lately. Uh, I reread Royal City, and that was just really good. And and I've just kind of been falling down the rabbit hole of everything he's done. Um, And that first arc of Sweet Tooth, this was a book that I did not think I was going to like. Uh, Just like looking at the cover and all that stuff, like it just had never appealed to me. Um, Yeah, because you're like, what the... What is this deer thing? Yeah. And it just looks so weird. And, and you know, we've talked about before, Lemire's art can be kind of hard to, to get used to. Um, yeah. But, man, the Sweet Tooth is fucking good. Like, it's... I still like Royal City uh, a lot more, but Sweet Tooth, I think, is is very good so far, at least just in the first story arc, and I definitely want to continue it. Um, yeah. It, it gets more fucked up and more mm. sad as you go on to just fair warning <laughs> i'm I, I figured with lemire i was like this this shit's gonna get real sad i know um <laughs> yeah especially the bambi aspect of it you know you're like oh it's a cute little deer boy of course he's gonna have a shit ton of tragedy i'm sure um, yeah and then th- there's more animal hybrids and mm. oh it's it's awful <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good though it's such a good interesting story yeah sweet so sweet tooth for those who don't know it's it's about like a, a sort of future post-apocalyptic world. And uh, it's like in this universe where a bunch of hybrid human slash animals have, have kind of been born and like a disease, I guess has been wiping out humanity 
and the only people immune to this disease are the hybrids. And so uh, we follow this one boy who's a hybrid human and deer. Um, it doesn't happen from from animal fucking, like you might think. It's just like some what is it like a DNA malfunction Definitely or some not shit. The first place my brain went. <laughs> It's not animal fucking. <laughs> yeah, just just in case you guys were worried, it's so not <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like some DNA thing. I don't know. I can't remember the explanation. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's really it's really good. And God, the end of that first story arc is is definitely heartbreaking. Um, when the the Clint Eastwood character, there's that whole kind of reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it's it's really good. I I definitely highly recommend it. I think the next Lemire series I'm going to go into is Trillium. Um, I know Rachel's recommended that a million times. Uh, it's so good. I want to I want to read it in in print because you know it does that whole upside down thing and all that stuff, and I feel like that would just get annoying to do on a on a on a tablet. Yeah, trust me that that wasn't very fun. <laughs> definitely read it in print. Yeah, I'm gonna find it in print, but. Uh, I, I will say like for, you know, I know Matt's never been able to, to get into Lemire's art, uh, but it, it really grows on you when you commit to just reading one of the stories. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Now it it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, totally. It just fits. Yeah. It's, it's normal to me now. Yeah. Jeez, Matt. Sorry, man. (laughs) Yeah, Matt. Get with Um, it. And then, oh, I read the the first two issues of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Finally, hey, finally, yeah. Ooh. So the the first Pick issue was okay. Um, the second it takes issue, a sec, but it Go. starts. It really starts going. Yeah, I I was like the first one. I was like, okay, like this is this is getting a little tiring, whatever. Um, but the second issue, which is the anatomy lesson, um, where it yeah. explains that Swamp Thing is just plants that think they're Alec Holland. Um, yeah. And a bunch of other stuff, and it's kind of this guy getting revenge on uh, this sort of employer guy. Which also, there's like a whole page in there where I was like, "There's like this page where where the the boss guy is talking to this scientist, and it read to me as Alan Moore airing his grievances about co- the comics community. He's like talking about <laughs> because I'm rich, I don't need to be clever, and I can hire people to be clever, and then I can eliminate them when when I don't need them anymore, and have someone else take over their work and stuff. And I was like, Alan Moore, are you are you you airing some grievances here, bud? You got you got some things to get yeah. out. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I took a picture of it. I'll probably post it on Reddit or something like that because it, it definitely read as very transparently Alan Moore talking about the comics industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the the anatomy lesson definitely was the issue where I was like, okay, I'm starting to see what's going on here, and and you know the way he kind of structured things. He does a lot of um, which is a thing that Tom King has cribbed a lot, uh, kind of repetition in his dialogue, um, and I, I think he he does it in a way that that is. It's always very interesting, and it's, you know, saying, like, basically using the same sentence, you know, two or three times to mean entirely different things, um, or at least using that same sentence, but but having an entirely new context behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, uh, the, the, the biggest part of that in the anatomy lesson was, um, to begin the issue, it's like, it's, I think he says, it's raining in, in Washington tonight, and then ends the mm-hmm. issue with that same thing, and like, both times it has a completely different impact on you and i thought that was really interesting um yeah newsflash alan moore good writer uh who knew <laughs> <laughs> alan moore swap thing really good yeah so huh. far imagine that yeah, yeah. and i mean Crazy. steve Bissett's art is is fantastic um you really know is. yeah that, i hope well i hope you keep reading man because it 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 is yeah it's it's incredible 
Yeah, I, I think I will. I think I think I will kind of uh, see it through and, and get through it. There's there's a lot of those Vertigo series that I'm just like, okay, I need to finally get around to reading all these. Um, sure. so yeah, Swamp Thing's definitely definitely one to read. Yeah, I, I eventually I'll get DMZ down, uh, and and you know Sweet Tooth is another one of those on the list, and why and there's there's so many. Um, anyway, uh, I watched the pilot episode of The Hands, Handmaid's Tale. Finally, have you guys watched that show? I have not. I have not, but I've read the book. Word on the street is it's a good show. You know? Yeah, I've, I've heard it's a good show. The word the word is correct. I watched the pilot and instantly like I I had to resist the urge to watch the rest of the season right away. Um it's it's really fucking compelling. Um huh. yeah, I I could not recommend it any more highly. It's it's incredibly well directed, incredibly well written. Uh just from the pilot i'm like okay cool i'm on board and i'm definitely finishing this show very soon so yeah yeah it's one i've wanted to watch just because i i do enjoy the book the book is very messed up so i imagine yeah the show is equally (laughs) (laughs) yes it is um and uh and then i to tie into matt's murder mystery i saw game night uh don't have too much to say but it was it was fun and i think one of the better comedies that's come out in recent memory um and the directors uh are now uh writing and directing a flash film huh. the, they're they're the fourth directors on board at this point i think but oh, they might man. finally be the ones to do it yeah game night i'm i'm sure it's a fun popcorn movie but i, I feel I, like it's one that i would just want to watch at home yeah i i, I want to see it it looks it looks funny yeah it was pretty funny i mean jason bateman is is and uh rachel mcadams are both hilarious and amazing yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to, to touch on, um, have you guys heard, uh, so Alejandro Iñárritu, the director of The Revenant and a few other things, um, he... The witch. Yeah. Uh, he has this exhibit right now at uh, LACMA, the Los Angeles Museum of whatever it's called. Um, he has this exhibit called Carne y Arena, um, which is like this virtual reality uh, experience where you basically you go through the experience of a family crossing the border from Mexico into the United States. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Like, uh, the way that it utilizes, cause it's, it's a lot like the void, like not quite as, as immersive. Um, but you are in a big open room, you have no shoes on. Um, you know, you're like walking on rocks and sand and stuff. They have like when the helicopters come in for like border patrol and stuff like that, like you can actually feel it in the wind and everything. Um, it's 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 fucking nuts uh like it's definitely one of the most visceral experiences i've had in a while like being in that when these border patrol agents and people are showing up pointing their guns at you like just i mean just all of it like it was it was crazy and when you're in the vr like you're kind of there as an observer um and you can walk through the people and as you like walk through somebody you see their heartbeat and feel it um it was it was super crazy but um and then there's there's this whole thing afterward where you kind of like read all the experiences of all these different um, refugees and immigrants uh, who who the experience was based on, um, and it's just like it's definitely y- y- you want to bring some tissues with you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a fucking harsh experience, but definitely uh, worth it and, and very interesting. Um, so that was that yeah. was a, a, I, I don't want to say fun, but it was it was definitely. Um, a cool experience yeah. yeah that sounds amazing and horrible 
yeah. at the same time. Um, and then this this episode's going to be a little longer than normal, I feel like, since we haven't had a normal episode in a bit, um, if that's if that's cool with you guys. But uh, not like crazy long. We're not going to do a two-hour episode. But I um, want to do a, an ad break really quick and then... Uh, Get back to get back to some 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 talky talk. Get it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Comic Bento. You guys have heard of Comic Bento before, right? Yep. Yes, I have. Well, good good for you. Uh, for any first time listeners, Comic Bento is a, uh, a monthly comic subscription box that sends you a bunch of comics in trade paperback form every single month. Um, they have plans ranging from one month all the way up to twelve months um that'll give you a little discounts uh but let's let's say you're doing the one month plan on comic bento if you go to comicbento.com, use the promo code savage you can get five dollars off that uh that one box which makes it twenty twenty dollars just twenty dollars uh and that will give you um a box of four or five trade paperback comics and each month they have a different theme uh this month their theme is going digital Plug in your USBs, fire up your modems, and get your circuit boards installed because Comic Bento is going digital. All of the books in this collection feature stories of technology and how it enhances, changes, and in some cases, tries to eradicate life. Log on, sign up, and get yourself a going digital Comic Bento. But hurry, we pull the plug on this box at 11.59pm Eastern on March 31st. So go to ComicBento.com, use the promo code SAVAGE, and you'll get $5 off that first box um with uh with the going digital theme for march or whatever mm. theme there is when you're listening to this maybe they're listening to this five years in the future and they don't know what the theme is but you can check it out <laughs> <laughs> um all right oh and also i did also while we're in the ad break i keep forgetting to, to remind listeners of this um check out our listener survey uh, i put it up a couple of weeks ago and we've had some responses um, but if you either check in the show notes on this episode, or if you go to Twitter, uh, at Savage Land Pod, you can see there's a link to our listener survey. Uh, we're just trying to get a feedback for, you know, what you guys are enjoying, what you might not be enjoying, just, just random little shit like that. Um, you know, who's like the best and who's like your least favorite person on the show. And then we're going to vote them off survivor style. I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. Um, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't want to know that. I don't, I don't, know I don't either. I, me. <laughs> I think we all probably think that, that we're the least favorite one, um, which is good. I think, you know, we, we all just have that collective low self-esteem. Um, yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. that's what you want in a show. Yeah. Just, just three people all thinking they're the worst. Um, but uh, no, we, we didn't have any questions like that. It's just, it's just more, you know, kind of what you're enjoying from the show and, and what we should sort of focus on more or do more of. Um, so if you can go take that listener survey, it's like five questions. They're all optional, um, but it would be super helpful. And yeah, guys, it's been Jason. a busy. It's been a it's been a busy news week or weeks. Or we, yeah, time. it's been weeks. It's yeah, been it's, it's months been even. It's been it's been two thousand and eighteen years since it's Jesus. Been eons, eons. It's <laughs> a callback to all those old school listeners. That's a really old callback. <laughs> uh, but guys, things are about to get things are about to get sweaty and bulging and 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 real pouchy and shoulder patty. Things are about to get extreme up in the world of Netflix. Oh boy! Do you know why? Get your Doritos and Mountain Dew ready. <laughs> That's right, because Netflix has now optioned Rob Liefeld's Extreme Comics Library for a multi-film franchise. I have no enthusiasm about that. 
I yeah, I don't know how to feel about any of that. <laughs> you know, okay, honestly, like some of this news I'm very mixed on, but I'm honestly a little excited because I think that everything Rob Liefeld has done has had a cool idea behind it. Uh but the execution has in some cases been been shaky. Um but apparently Rob Liefeld has sold these rights in a seven-figure deal. Uh so Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> what is Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I mean from netflix's point of view that seven figures is all worth it because at the beginning of each of these movies they can say from the creator of deadpool um which which in terms of marketing is worth it uh but it's so apparently akiva goldsman who i have i've had opinions on before uh is going to oversee a writer's room uh similar to and i know this is not the best way to head it off but similar to what he did for paramount's transformers franchise um, to break down the various oh. properties involved and come up with a series of feature films in one shared universe. Uh, so the deal is limited to six of his properties, uh, Brigade, Bloodstrike, Cybrid, Rejects, uh, Bloodwolf, and Kaboom. So, oh, man. Speaking of, yeah. <laughs> what w- One real quick way to have me just lose all interest is if you have a fucking character named Cybrid. <laughs> it was the roaring that. 90s matt it was a simpler time i don't like it <laughs> this will be interesting yeah, I, i'm not i'm not digging it i i, I mean would... that's that's fine like right on the you know like fuck it let's just make anything that's ever been a comic book let's make giant shared universe things about right fuck it <laughs> I I mean that, I, honestly that, is... that to me that really feels like Netflix being like you know what fuck it let's try totally oh absolutely I I a hundred percent agree um, but and I'm I excited just, to see I, what they can do with it I'm not, I'm not it might care. be cool Matt I just don't give a fuck about like a bunch of burly like fucking Rob Liefeld things running around yeah but I I think I mean the adaptation part is key here. You know that it'll be well, it'll it'll sure. be different. I think. I don't know, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Nineties <laughs> nostalgia is about to kick in hard, and so I think this deal is going to be pretty lucrative for them. Like we're, once we're sapped Holy out on the eighties. Yeah. Is this? Is this? No, that's not real. What? So I was just I was just trying to look up pictures of some of these characters. Uh huh. And there's a Rob Liefeld's Watchmen two. No, there's not. Com- that's, that's I'm looking at the fucking picture right now, and it's like that's got to be fake. It's like Doctor Manhattan with the biggest fucking shoulder pads you've ever seen. That yeah, that's definitely fake. There's no fucking way. What is what is this from? Oh my god, <laughs> that that oh, is that is fake. Okay, because it's making fun of his young blood cover. Yeah, yeah, that is a hundred percent fake. That would have <laughs> we would uh, we would still yeah. be hearing about that if that was ever a thing. Ugh. Okay. That'd well, be gross. Anywho, I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I, may, maybe you're right, Jay. Maybe it'll be the next fucking dope thing. But yeah, um, I'm not putting any money. I'm not putting any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Valiant Valiant Comics has been kind of uh, in the news pretty heavily in the last uh, little while. Um, they recently got basically uh, bought out on a. So they they took out a deal a few years ago, um, kind of like Marvel did when they started the MCU. Basically, they took out a loan that said, "Hey, uh, if we can't make anything successful and pay you back on this loan within a certain amount of time, you can have our entire company." 
Um, for Marvel, it worked out. Iron Man was a huge hit, and they were able to pay off that loan and then start their whole universe. Um, Valiant Comics, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, took out a same deal with a company called DMG Entertainment, who is the company that distributes um, films like Transformers and stuff like that. And they're basically the biggest company uh, to distribute films through in China. They're an American company, but they're big. Like they just they tapped into the Chinese film market. Um, anyway, uh, Valiant did that and and kind of basically started trying to get film stuff going with some of their properties, um, like Bloodshot and uh, Harbinger and a few others. Um, but they weren't able to get stuff done kind of in time, and so then the deal sort of kicked in, and DMG took control of Valiant and kind of kicked out their entire leadership crew. Uh, who all resurrected Valiant from the dead and turned it into an amazing comics publisher that has been putting out really, really cool stories for the last few years. So that kind of sucks. I'm, I'm honestly really, really bummed about uh, Dinesh Shamdasani and all of his great people kind of being gone from Valiant. Um, they've, yeah. it's, yeah. um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's rough news for the comics line. Um, and I've been reading through a lot of the old Valiant, or not old, but a lot of the recent Valiant stuff from the last five years. And it's, it's really been good. I mean, Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire have been doing some awesome, awesome stuff with their properties. Um, however, in the good side of Valiant news, uh, the Bloodshot movie starring Vin Diesel uh, is, is heating up. Um, it's getting hot. It's getting real hot. Uh, now... This honestly, like the, the everything surrounding this movie sounds pretty good. Like the Vin Diesel part, I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, but the director, Dave Wilson, is basically Tim Miller's right hand man. Tim Miller being the guy who directed Deadpool and ran Blur Studios for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So Dave Wilson is is Tim Miller's right hand man. I think that's like a perfect choice for this kind of movie. Um, the writer of this movie is Eric Heiserer, who wrote Arrival. Hmm. Nice. Oh yeah. Uh, the tone of this movie will be uh, um, similar to uh, 1980s tentpoles like RoboCop, Terminator, and Total Recall. Cool. Right? I, I mean, all this is great. Plus, the executive producers uh, are Matthew Vaughn, director of Kingsman and Kick-Ass and all that, uh, and Dan Mintz, who's one of his um, partners, and then uh, Dinesh Shamdasani, who we just talked about, who kind of resurrected Valiant, is also one of the producers on this film, so he'll have a, an integral role in this uh franchise i i'm really excited about that i don't know like the vin diesel part makes me go okay whatever but having eric heiserer writing it and the dude from from blur studios on board to to direct with matthew vaughn overseeing everything like that's a good fucking team i'm pretty cool with the vin diesel part i don't have an issue with him he's he's a nerdy guy he was so good in the last witch hunter You really, really got snubbed that year at the Oscars. Uh, he did, man. Yeah. I was like, wait, where's Vin Diesel's Last Witch Hunter Oscar? Yeah, He's going to yeah. get an Oscar with Bloodshot, you guys. Oh, I'm sure. Bloodshot, Bloodshot <laughs> screams Oscar to me. He's going to be the first actor to win an Oscar for playing a superhero, not villain hero. Oh, boy. Um, we're, 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 I mean, as, yeah, just you know, got to scratch Heath Ledger off there. But anyone yeah. else? Brie Larson? No. Yeah, probably not. Uh, mm. Hmm. You know, it's it's going to have to be some... Like, like Daniel Day-Lewis would have to fucking play a superhero for the Oscars to be like, yeah, sure, the superheroes are okay now. God, that would be awful. Being the, the, the phantom thread of Superman's cape or some shit. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
I don't know. It's I, I doubt we'll ever see it. Um, uh, but in some Marvel news, Kevin Feige has said that uh, he, he's confirmed that there is a Black Panther sequel in the works because, duh. Um, duh. It's made over a billion dollars and it's on track to, to maybe be the highest grossing Marvel movie of all time. Um, as well as, you know, like one of the top three highest grossing movies, period, which is fucking dope. Um, yep. But he also has said that there's a lot of potential and they're exploring the ideas of um, maybe doing Black Panther spinoffs. Uh, more yeah. more stories and movies from the world of Wakanda. So that's, that's uh, pretty cool. I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. There's there's a lot of characters I mean, in that that are just awesome. Yeah. Yep. I want to see a fucking... Like everybody in that movie is awesome. Totally. Let's. I want to see an, a freaking Umbaku movie. That dude was dope. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. I liked him. He's That was the <laughs> first movie he had ever been in. Isn't that crazy? Huh. Yeah. That is crazy. He was really good in it. Totally. Um, he's coming back for Infinity War, which is great. Um, cool. Yeah, or you could do like a Shuri movie or a, or a, what's Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o's character's name? I forget her name. Oh, I can't remember. All these, that's the problem with like sci-fi and superhero movies. Is It's like all these weird names that sort of all kind of blend together into one mishmash. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm already really bad with names, so. Yeah, At this point, see. they're all cybrid. <laughs> Everyone is cybrid. So Lupita Nyong'o's Every- cybrid from Black Panther. Um, Cybrid, Ninjack. Ninjack. I see. I like the name Cy- Ninjack. Nakia. I don't. Her name's Nakia. Nakia. That'd be fun. Like she, because they, they like hint at all this cool stuff that she does. You know, they're like, oh yeah, like covert, whatever. And then they don't really show much of it. Um, so that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd watch a spy movie with her. Right. Um, and then and then freaking Shuri could be her guy in the chair. She'd be the guy in the chair for everybody. Guy in the chair. I watched that the other day. Oh yeah, hey the yep. writers the writers of that movie were the directors of Game Night and now the writer directors of The Flash. Yep, there you go, there you go. There's 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 the connection to get Matt semi excited for what for a DC movie. Oh, mm. <laughs> 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 uh, Star Wars is still announcing more things, um, and every single one of them so far is from a straight white guy. That's fun. Uh, John cool. Favreau will be uh, writing a live ac- writing and producing a live action uh, Star Wars TV series. Yeah, I look. I'm excited, but man, it's about time that like anybody that's not a straight white guy is doing something in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. You know, and I'm not like yeah. it's. I'm not trying to be like, oh, you can't hire people that aren't. But it's it's just it's just getting a little crazy. Yeah. Is my thought. However, spread out the dicks. <laughs> yeah, spread out like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to want to say dumb things, but um, I'm excited for a Star Wars TV show. I'm sure this is going to have a crazy budget. They'll probably do Discovery better than Discovery could do Discovery. Um, and Discovery is pretty good. It was at first. It's kind of gone off the rails. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's getting a little weird. Um, but then again, no Star Trek show has ever really had like a good first season, in my opinion. Anyway, I don't know if Rachel is is about to kill me for that. Nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like the first season has almost always been the worst season of any Star Trek show, in my opinion. But I'm not the huge Star Trek fan, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh... It it usually takes a minute. Yeah. To, for them to, to find their groove, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I like John Favreau and I love the things he does. I mean, Jungle Book was really good. I'm sure Lion King's going to be awesome. And obviously Iron Man was great. Um, 
So it'll be, I'm, I'm sure whatever he does, it'll be cool. Um, I just, I just want to see some other people. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Um, bring it back to some comic book news. Yeah. DC has been a little imprint crazy lately. Uh, they've, they've decided that now they're going to, rather than fit everything into the DC line, do a bunch of separate, smaller imprints, kind of like young animal, um, to sort of appeal to different audiences. Uh, so they announced the Sandman universe, which is being curated by Neil Gaiman. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Right. Um, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, they've, they've announced that there is an imprint coming from him as well as his creator owned Jinx World, uh, uh, imprint. Um, they haven't announced the details on that yet. Um, there's also the Warren Ellis Wildstorm imprint. There is Gerard Way's Young Animal. Um, and then they have two different DC Zoom and DC Inc. that are both young adult lines. Um, and now they, uh, just announced DC Black Label. Um, Black Label is basically their sort of, like, line of hey we're bringing in like the best talent we can find uh to do a bunch of stuff um huh. so there's superman year one which is uh frank miller and john Romita jr which they already announced but they didn't say the uh um black label part of it there is batman last night on earth which is scott snyder and greg capullo uh it was originally going to be sean murphy but sean murphy's having so much success with white knight that he wants to keep writing and drawing his own stuff of course um it's a great Capullo, not bad. Uh, Batman Damned, which is Batman and John Constantine teaming up, uh, written by Brian Azzarello with artist uh, Lee Bermeo on board. Cool. Sold. I'm really sold on that fucking one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lee Bermeo doing Batman again is amazing, but then having Constantine in it with him, that's the shit. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Last Night on Earth from Scott Snyder, it's like Batman wakes up in a desert and do- doesn't know what year it is or how the Joker's head is alive and in a jar beside him. So that's fun. Huh. Um, hmm. And then there is Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons. And this is written by Kelly Sue DeConnick in her first DC work ever um, with artist Phil Jimenez, who I think is one of the best Wonder Woman artists of all time. Um, and this is uh, apparently she is drawing on inspiration from Homer and his stories. Um, and it's it's kind of a lot of the, the history of the Amazons and Queen Hippolyta's rise to power. Um, a lot of mythic stuff and, and things like that um, from creation up until... Uh, the moment Steve Trevor washes up on the shores of Paradise Island. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, there there definitely has been a lack of exploration in the uh, Amazon history. Um, and so I think Kelly Sue would be a, a good person to do that. Um, and then uh, Greg Rucka is coming back to Wonder Woman with Wonder Woman Diana's Daughter. It's been 20 years since the world stopped looking to the skies for hope, help, and inspiration. Now the world keeps its eyes down and powers have risen have every intention of keeping things that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad. Um, Todd McFarlane's reading all the solicits. Uh, a, a young woman seeks to reclaim what has been forgotten and on the way will learn the truth about herself, her heritage, and her destiny. I'm assuming that she is uh, Wonder Woman's daughter, considering the title. Um, yeah. hmm. And then John Ridley continues his return to comics uh, with the other history of the DC Universe uh a compelling uh literary series analyzing iconic dc moments and charting socio-political gains through the perspectives of dc superheroes who came from traditionally disenfranchised groups uh people like john stewart extraño vixen supergirl katana and renee montoya among others at its core the story focuses on the lives of those behind the costumes and their endeavors to overcome real world issues it isn't about saving the world it's about having the strength to simply be who you are um 
I'm really excited about that. John Ridley is an amazing writer, um, and you know, telling telling the stories of of traditionally disenfranchised characters in the DC universe and obviously more minorities, which is something that comics have had a hard time focusing on for a while, especially mainstream ones. Um, totally down with that. Rambles. Huh. Rambles, rambles, rambles. No, it's, it's good for DC actually trying to continue to push it. Yeah. Totally. Do that, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, get it together, Marvel. Yeah. Um, Marvel. And also... Just, just real quick, 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 quick. Yeah. What do you think of that rumor of Tom Cruise being in Green Lantern? You know, <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, oh, come on. However, I'm kind of getting on board with it because that means that would mean two things. A, that would mean that they're, they're probably going for that Top Gun vibe with Green Lantern Corps. B, that would mean because of Tom Cruise's age, they're probably going to have Jon Stewart in that movie. Uh, and John yeah. Stewart would probably be the person who would be the focal point going forward, you know, have him be kind of younger and yeah. have Tom Cruise kind of be the older Green Lantern that's been around. Um, and I think that he does have that really kind of cocky Hal Jordan vibe about him. Uh, and so I feel yeah. like that could be perfect casting. But yeah, I like Tom, I like Tom Cruise. Yeah. By the way, I'm so excited for Mission Impossible 6. I'm stoked <laughs> for that. Good. It looks really good. And Henry Cavill's mustache looks amazing. Okay. It's I mean Mission Impossible's <laughs> just been getting better and better. Um but yeah, I, I think that rumor's cool. I I'm warming up to the idea of Tom Cruise. If I can't have Chris Pine as Green Lantern, then I'll take Tom Cruise. Mm. I'm just I'm I'm more interested to see who they cast as John Stewart because if they're if they have yeah. any brains about them, John Stewart's gonna be the focus. Um Yeah. I would have loved to see Michael B. Jordan in that role, but I feel like he's so entrenched in Marvel stuff now, uh, and attached to Ryan Coogler's hip that that probably would never happen. Yeah, probably not. Oh well. Well, I he's not that attached, right? His character's dead. I guess that's true. Spoiler. Mm. DC steal that Michael <laughs> B. Jordan. Spoiler. For now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Come on, everybody's seen it. It's made a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, Bendis announced a couple more creator-owned books at DC with uh, some of his partners from Jessica Jones and other series. That's fun. Um. And uh, let's see, da, 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 da. Action Comics 1000 is coming up. Oh, yeah, Jeff Lemire uh, is writing a Sentry series, who Matt knows things about, I think. Matt, you know about Sentry, right? Oh, God, I thought you said Century. Century. And I was like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> no, nah, Marvel's The Century, who I've always thought is just Marvel's version of Superman. The Century, yeah. No, I that I bet you it would be pretty good. I think you could write that character well, because the character's... Uh, got a lot of mental illnesses and he's he is as he is like he was marvel was like let's have a superman but not hyperion oh hyperion was the character i was thinking of the whole time yeah it's not hyperion this is not hyperion Mm. century century is century century was a big uh player in the uh dark avengers sort of story thing that was going on for a while oh that that bendis run on dark avengers and new avengers yeah, Sentry's uh Sentry's like his normal guy who I can't remember how he got his powers, but he was he's like uh agoraphobic and has like some multiple personality kind of stuff going on. And mm. the Sentry is this like basically Superman level hero mm-hmm. uh who in one of the comics like rips Galactus in half or something. Hmm. Uh, it's Shit. pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that takes a lot. Pretty, he's 
But he's have... so he's so psychotic that he's got this alter ego known as the Void, which is this this like virtual reality environment. F- this unstoppable force that uh, can can you know blow up the earth or whatever. So that's pretty cool. I dig Nobody that. wants him to. People need him sometimes to be the sentry, and uh, it's real bad news if you get the sentry around because the void might show up or will show up. Did did Hickman so ever use hmm. this character in his Avengers run? Because this sounds like a character that Hickman would have a fun time with. I don't remember. Maybe he was dead at the time or something. Yeah, I don't remember. This is all. I mean, I'm anything I'm saying may or may not be a hundred percent accurate because it's been a long time since I read all the century mm. stuff from that Dark Avengers. It's been five years, so... If Matt was wrong on anything, about. let us know uh, at Savage Land Pod or letters at SavageLandPodcast.com. Yeah, correct, correct me. You know, I, but he is a very cool character, and I can see Jeff Lemire doing some pretty interesting stuff with it. Yeah, he does well with uh, uh, mental illness people. His Moon Knight run was yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. and this is going to be definitely in that same world, and, and it's cool to have a... It's, it's, it's nice to have a character that has that Superman-level power set and is just... Unstable, of being able to handle it, yeah, yeah. You know? I, and 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 not have like a, it's, there's no kryptonite weakness that you can just go and find. The weakness is the character itself. Mm. Uh, I like that. It's always there. Yeah, the the weakness is always there. You can you don't have to like. Oh, I magically made this kryptonite arrow. You're you're hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like at any point the character can snap and. Turn into the void or whatever. Yeah, that that is something that Marvel, you know, especially in the Stan Lee years, but kind of always, Marvel has has done a better job of is having characters that a are more active in their origins. You know, like they kind of make the choice to to be who they are rather than receiving a ring or getting struck by lightning or whatever. Um, but they also have have historically had more characters that are like. That their their biggest weakness is built in rather than, than yeah sort of something right. it's something internal rather than external right and I and I think that's what makes an interesting character yeah and and why I think Jeff Lemire will have a lot of success writing this entry totally I I'm I was surprised to see this announcement if anything because a I thought that Lemire had had kind of been done with Marvel but also b because yeah. the dude is so fucking busy like. We I, I calculated it up. I was looking at all this. He's going to be writing about eight to nine comics a month, plus illustrating one. Like, how? How the pretty, fuck do you do that? He's multiple man. He's multiple man. He must be. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, it's 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 absurd. Like, even Charles Soule at his most prolific wasn't doing this much. I mean, it takes artists a full month to do to illustrate one book. And he's doing that plus writing nine of them. Like, he's doing more work than any one artist or writer. It's just absurd. Totally well, absurd. I mean, he's finally doing all this cool stuff. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want to say no to anything. Yeah. Well, and, I, I, well, and I'm sure that that's the thing is I'm sure he has said no to a ton of stuff, but it's just like the things that really probably. strike his fancy. He's probably like, okay, yeah, of course. Um, but he, he wrote a blog post that I've, that I revisit fairly frequently uh like two years ago or so about how he maintains his workload and really what it comes down to is he he seems like a guy who a is very very organized um and ha- like he has a, a schedule and a process that he follows to a t um and also just someone who doesn't fuck off too much at work like he doesn't have any internet in his studio doesn't keep, keep his phone with him like just kind of works all day uh yeah and that will certainly be conducive to getting a lot of shit done so props to lemire 
Definitely. If you're so, listening, Jeff, come on the show, please. Please <laughs> interview. So here's why. Here I'm just. I was just trying to remind myself about the the century real quick. Yeah. And here's here's why this. I think Lemire's. This is the Wikipedia just like just brief biography, right? Mm-hmm. So middle-aged, overweight Bob Reynolds remembers that he is the Sentry, a superhero whose power of one million exploding suns derives from a special serum. Hmm. Realizing that, the, his, that his arch-enemy, the Void, is coming, he seeks out several prominent Marvel characters to warn them and to discover why no one can remember the Sentry. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's, that sounds so cool. It is really, I'm so excited. It is really cool. And then... Uh, and so that, people, that was stuff that, like, when he, that was already explored. Yes, this is the yeah, this is the sort of the origin of it. That's and cool. So as as Reynolds is going around talking to people about why nobody can remember this century, they all start to re- sort of remember the century. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that uh, uh, Doctor Strange had cast a spell on the world to erase the world's memory of the century. Huh. Interesting. And so everybody, and it, yeah, and so. Wasn't there at one point like another person who also might have been the Sentry? Like that no, there was like a whole confusion so. or maybe that was something with Hyperion. I remember there being one character and this was in Hickman's Avengers actually that I remember. Uh, there was like one character who it was nobody was sure who was actually the person. It was either Sentry or Hyperion. Um, it was a weird thing. Anyway. But that's that's cool. That is definitely a character that I think Lemire would shine with. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys should read this little Wikipedia biography. It's cool probably faster than trying to figure out which comics to read yeah and uh comprehensive enough yeah um anyway uh in more marvel comics news uh ta coates who's been writing the black panther universe uh for a while uh in july on july 4th actually will be uh taking over captain america uh with artist Lenil francis Yu, who has been on a bunch of stuff with mark miller and and he uh, was one of the artists on hickman's avengers and one of the Star Wars artists, very top top tier artist, um, but yeah, Tanahasi Coates writing Captain America, that's really cool. It is really cool. So did uh, there was a he did a, what is God? He said he made a statement about why he, he. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, he wrote in the Atlantic. He wrote a long piece about why he's writing Captain America. It's definitely worth tracking down and reading. Maybe I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. Yeah. Well, so here's a here's a quick quote from it. Uh, uh, Captain America, the embodiment of a kind of Lincoln-esque optimism, poses a direct question for me. Why would anyone believe in, ca- all caps, the dream? Mm. What, is exciting, what is exciting here is not some didactic act of putting my words in Captain America's head, but attempting to put Captain America's words in my head. What is exciting is the possibility of exploration, of avoiding the repetition of a voice I've tired of. Mm. Hmm. I dig that. I so, love it. I think it's going to be a game changer. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, and I mean he's he's proven that like he is he is one of few writers working in comics right now who consistently breaks through into the wider audience that doesn't normally read comics. Um, yes, well, and I'm excited. For, I'm really ex- particularly excited for it because you know in Wakanda you can be uh, you can be a uh, you can have sort of your own sort of like separate world to work in, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're but working with Captain America, is you've got to be a part of the Marvel universe. Yeah, which is great, and like for where is, Marvel's at right now, to have somebody like that that's an integral part there is is wonderful. Exactly, because his because his those actions will affect, will ripple across the entire sort of 
you know, yeah, yeah, everything. totally. And I mean, plus the stuff that he has planned for the future of Black Panther sounds awesome too. He's doing like a whole space opera type thing with with the Wakandans. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, which sounds awesome. Um, but that's exciting. I mean, there's you know, it's like there are very few writers. There's like him and Brian K. Vaughn, and maybe a couple of other people who actually like sort of command attention from audiences that don't that aren't Wednesday Warriors that don't normally read comics. Um, right. And so I, I, yeah, it's, I mean, he's, he's a fucking Pulitzer prize winning journalist and he's writing Captain America. That's really cool. Oh, it's amazing. That's no, it's great. Hmm. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and anyway, actually speaking of Brian K. Vaughn, uh, and this, this is just like Fox keeps doing things that are fucking crazy. It's like they're, they're, they're trying to just like have all the fun while the parents are away before they have to rein it in again. Um, Uh so in addition to the Dr. Doom movie that Fox is developing and in addition to the, uh, multiple man movie and in addition to the new mutants movie which are all crazy weird corner of the universe different tones uh entirely they are also developing a silver surfer surfer movie uh that is currently being written by brian k vaughn huh yeah i'm pretty on board with that especially if it's just i i, I would be thrilled to see that but just but don't bring it to earth yeah, yeah. You, you know what i mean just have it be a silver surfer movie Totally. Just out in space. I doing space stuff. I hope they don't do being like just kind of like Herald. Being yeah. the Herald. Being the Herald. Yeah. I hope they don't That'd do awesome. like the, the Doctor Who riff that Dan Slott was doing, which is still really interesting. I just don't necessarily need to see that particular story in a movie. Um Yeah. Uh, yeah. Considering that it's Brian K. Vaughn, I'm sure that it's not going to be that. I'm sure he's got his own kind of take on it, but um yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, it's crazy whatever deal that they brought to him that would actually bring him back into movies and TV. Because he had said before that he's basically done with that world and he thoroughly enjoys comics way more. Um, and so I, I think that there's, there's either one of two things that's happening here. Either A, there's an agreement that he will kind of have more control than a screenwriter typically does over what happens with the story. Or B, he has agreed that he is going to write the treatment, submit it, and then be done with the project. Uh, and mm-hmm. allow it to go wherever, but not necessarily have to like continue making revisions or or whatever. Um, and so I, I'm curious to see which one of those agreements, because I don't think he's going under a normal agreement of like, oh yeah, and then anytime there's notes, I'll do rewrites and you know like change my story based on what executives want or what the director wants or whatever. Um, right? Because it just he's he's talked before about not having the patience for that anymore. Um, so I don't know. That'll be interesting. Uh, and it's cool to see Brian K. Vaughn working with, you know, uh, established characters again. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just just a couple more pieces. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves is in talks for a Netflix superhero movie. No, not a Rob Liefeld one. No, not any of the other ones that they're doing. A different one. <laughs> um, okay. Apparently, it's titled uh, Past Midnight. It is being directed by Rick Famuyiwa, uh, who directed Dope. Um, and it is described as a new kind of vigilante superhero movie. Um, Ugh, I hate, that's the most tired phrase at this point. <laughs> it is. This is uh, a new kind of superhero movie. Uh-huh, sure it is. The other, so, I mean, Keanu Reeves is an interesting bit. Uh, although Joe and Anthony Russo are serving as producers on this thing, as they are on Deadly Class and, uh, um, Quantum and Woody and a few other things. So I want that deadly class thing now. I know yeah. it's getting close. That. They've been filming for uh, a little while, so they're it's it's coming. Oh, um, nice. 
Uh, Rick Famoyiwa, this the director of this movie, is also directing an adaptation of Charles Burns' Black Hole, which is uh, interesting, hmm. both for Netflix, I believe. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Never mind, maybe not. Black Hole's not a Netflix film, but yeah. He's, uh, so he's, he's directing Black Hole and this past Midnight thing. Uh, he is the first director that left the Flash project. Hmm. So that's fun. Okay. Hmm. Then we'll round it out with, uh, with a little bit of DC news. Um, Greg Berlanti, who's the producer of every DC TV show, as well as Riverdale, Sabrina, uh, and uh, like four or five other shows, um, uh, has confirmed that his long-in-the-works Booster Gold film is still on tracks at Warner Brothers, uh, and he's even commissioned a script. Um, he wrote a draft. They're trying to figure out the distance that they still have to travel and how they want to execute it. But apparently the Booster Gold movie is still happening, which is very exciting, to me at least, to have like a comedy, future, time travel wacky movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they go for I like mean, a... I if mean, it's, if it's done well, then uh, yeah, I'm very excited yeah. for that. They could make kind of like a so fun the... Back to the Future movie with it. Yeah, are they gonna? Sorry, this is a little tangential. Do it, please. Are they gonna? Are are they gonna use Flashpoint to like reset the universe? I'm guessing that that's what they're gonna do. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, it seems like that's just what they're they're a going to have to do. <laughs> um, and yeah. you know, and I mean, I think that's also why there were all those rumors that they were talking to. Um, uh robert zemeckis about directing the flash um and stuff and and i think that's also why they landed on uh francis daly and um whatever the other guy's name is that's less memorable um Mm -hmm. just the name not him he's probably a great guy love him um other daily (laughs) other other daily uh gold goldman sure why not um but uh, I think that's why they approach them is they're like, we want to kind of do, you know, sort of a serious, you know, it's still a serious story and a serious movie, but but do a movie that can be a little fun and, and kind of play around with time travel and whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's a, a very strong bet that Flashpoint's going to reset the universe and give them a new starting point. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I just, hope so. Yeah, just keep all the Wonder Woman stuff the same and then just like change everything else. Yeah. Um, Seriously. <laughs> why not? Um so and then uh another piece of news that joker film that martin scorsese is producing with todd phillips directing still going on um that's crazy that's so weird super weird uh and apparently uh joaquin phoenix um is close to finalizing a deal to play the joker what why are they (laughs) what (laughs) so it's it's a it's a totally separate like you know elseworlds tale basically Oh dear God! With Joaquin Phoenix yeah, playing the Joker, and I'm sure if the Flashpoint thing goes well, then maybe they just introduce Joaquin Phoenix into the universe and forget about Jared Leto, which I'm okay with. Good Lord, just get your shit together, uh, guys. Apparently, this film is going to take a lot of cues from The Killing Joke, um, kind of focusing on a failed comedian, uh, and and apparently um, bring in a lot of sort of notes for or inspiration from the king of comedy which was a martin scorsese film with uh, robert de niro in the lead role so maybe yeah. maybe it'll it, turn out that uh you know that this is the right team for it scorsese is it gonna have batman in it uh maybe i would say that's a, i mean if it's the killing joke i'm sure batman will be will play a part but maybe not i don't know who knows that's so weird yeah that would be weird yeah uh, uh i don't know I'm not so sure. Um, last bit of news here. What about good? What about what about Tarantino's Star Trek? 
Uh, what about Speaking it? Speaking of weird, weird, weird things happening in the world of movies. I'm excited for that. I think that'll be cool. Is I, it, go ahead. Is it still happening? Yeah. Yeah, it's still happening. Yeah, they're basically, excited. they're like putting together a writer's room for it. Uh, it's like Tarantino and J.J. Abrams uh, are kind of heading it up and then they're assembling a room of other writers. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds so weird. But... Is it going to be still the same Star Trek, Star Trek guys, the movie guys, Chris Pine and... You know, Whatnot. that's a good question. I don't think they've said. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't think they've said, but I I don't know. It's Maybe it's like choice. some other like Star Trek spinoff yeah. thing. It's it's so weird, but at the same All time, right. there's been very little that I've ever heard in recent years of Star Trek that's been more interesting to me. Yeah, I know that to me, me too. I'm like, that's that's like exciting this is what you have to do with these existing properties that have been around forever like do something different don't keep trying to like recapture the same old magic like bring in somebody with a yeah. distinct voice that'll that'll do something different yeah. and sure like pay homage and take notes from the things that have been there before but like well i think I, I think everyone can take a cue from the last jedi of like mm-hmm. here's how to here's how you do it just fucking disrupt it all yeah and also don't yeah. worry about pissing people off like the last jedi pissed off a lot of star wars fans but shit it was a fucking good and successful movie so yeah, fuck yeah it. just throw a wrench in everything yeah please for the love of god and yeah. maybe that's what flashpoint's gonna do with dc make a joker movie without batman yeah uh, that's maybe a little maybe a little too yeah weird, maybe that's a little too weird. <laughs> make a joker movie with or martin a, scorsese what the fuck or make a venom movie yeah, because that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah, or everything that Fox is doing, <laughs> make a multiple man movie with James Franco, or a Doom movie with Noah Hawley. It's just, is it know. still going to be James Franco? Yeah, because he's had some troubles. Yeah, that's, he's had some troubles. May, yeah, may, actually, yeah, maybe at this point that project's going to be kind of uh, put on hold. Hmm. Mm. Um. Well, anywho, what you got, you, got, you got anything else? Last last little bit of news is uh, that Kristen Wiig has officially joined the cast of Wonder Woman two as Cheetah, who uh, may be the main villain or may just be a villain. You know what? I I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like why not? Why not bring in bring in a little comedy I, there? I, I've seen a lot of angry people about it as long as it doesn't become like a jim carrey riddler situation yeah yeah i I think i think it'll be cool yeah i do too and i mean like i'm so beyond weird she she is like a human cat hybrid yeah yeah should i say (laughs) cybrid yes she's a cybrid (laughs) i uh, I'm so beyond getting like outraged or upset about casting choices at this point. Like, you just don't know until you see it. Yeah, totally. He like everyone. Especially if you've got that much makeup on. Yeah, everyone was mad about Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, people were mad about Ben Affleck. People have been mad about you know. I mean, even Robert Downey Jr. People were like, "Oh, he's too old." Um, you know, like I mean, even Chris Evans, man. People were like mad about Chris Evans being Captain America when he was cast. Uh, yeah, but they've all been fantastic. So totally stop complaining about everything. Except for Ben Affleck, I don't know. I, I still think Ben mm. Affleck was one of the best parts of those movies. Mm-mm. I think he was a good Bruce Wayne. His Batman was kind of s- suicidal for no reason. Right. Anyways, I, I enjoyed him. <laughs> I enjoyed the guy. <laughs> anyway, um, we hope we hope you've enjoyed this uh, this this extra length episode of the Savage Land. I figured that since since it's been a while since we've done like a normal episode, um, we'd we'd give a little extra, you know, just a little extra. 
little extra. Uh, a little extra. A tiny bit on the top. The, f- the fans deserve it. Um, and then next episode, it should be next episode. This this will be our last time that we promise this. Um, the next episode we'll be doing the issue of the week, which is Sandman number... 13. 13. Matt and I, for the last like two episodes, couldn't fucking remember which number it is. I guessed 14, so I was pretty close. You were close. Yeah, uh, it's 13. Sam- Men of Good Fortune. Men of Good Fortune. I, mean, that's, I like that title. Um, so yeah, make sure you read that. Uh, next week we'll be talking about it, probably. Most likely. Um, and uh, let's see. Letters at savagelandpodcast.com is our email address. Um, make sure you take that listener survey and let us know what the fuck we're doing here. Um, reviews, ratings on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of ratings. Uh, haven't gotten a review uh, in a while, like a you know written review, letting us know things. Um, we'll read whatever your reviews are on the show. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 413-SAVAGE-4, like the person that did uh, who was trying to reach us about the uh, Stitcher problem. We appreciate that. Um, if you have anything you want to talk about on the show and, and have your voice heard, 413-SAVAGE-4 is where you do it. Uh, is there anything else? What, what am I missing, guys? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. cool.com You never know Ah guys I'm glad I'm glad we're back glad we're back together glad the shows glad the boys are back in town you know and and Rachel, because <laughs> didn't want to imply that and, you're a boy. And 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 you, and, <laughs> and you also, and me. Yeah, <laughs> all three of us. There's Matt, and we're all here. And 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 with you too. <laughs> and peace, peace be with you. And and also with you. Oh, yeah, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Have you guys ever been to a church? I don't. Well. But, Neither of you were raised religious, right? No. No. Have you ever like gone to a church or like done any church stuff in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I think my, we used to go, my mom would be like, we do Easter and Christmas. And that only lasted like a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. so once. <laughs> twice. Since, hmm? I think that's how many times I've been. Yeah. Twice, twice. And it was like. You had to go because it was like a baptism or mm. blessing or something. Yeah, so you uh, got yes, stuck exactly. there. Ah, yeah. were the were these Mormon stuff for Mormon things for both of you? For me, it was mm. no, not for me, because it was I wasn't raised Mormon, or I wasn't. What What am I trying to say? I didn't grow up in Utah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so were they like Catholic church things? Or did you go to like a mass or something on the the Christmas and Easter that you went? No, it was like Protestant or Episcopalian or one of those other weird ones. Ah, oh, those are the worst churches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
Those are the- <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have nothing against Protestant or Episcopalian churches. I just, I don't know, you know? Yeah. But like, seriously though, those, those are the worst churches. The worst. No, I, yeah, it was, uh, uh, one of those. I, I, I remember going and being like, and then leaving and be, being like, mom, this is the worst. I don't ever want to do it. And she was like, all right. <laughs> Man, I wish my <laughs> parents had responded that way. <laughs> Mine was like a years-long battle. Years was just it? Like, all right. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, but, mine but, but it was different, you know, because like I, I was, you know, raised going to church every Sunday and stuff like that. So I think it was definitely a different like paradigm. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's reli- religion's just so wonky, isn't it? It's a thing. It's just oh it's boy, do religions say the darndest things? Wacky thing. <laughs> you know what else is wacky? The Savage Land. That's if uh, the mom from what is it? All in the family. Those were the days. That show was that that the show? Yeah, I'm pretty what? sure that's the show. That was that was my version of if she sang our theme song. <laughs> we should that's get good. lyrics. We should get lyrics to our theme song. We should have some. Why? Cause why not? So we should have someone do you know the, the do like a lyric track, the Savage Land, the Savage <laughs> Land. <laughs> it's a podcast about comics. <laughs> See, it's easy. It's our song lends itself to to lyrics. You did it. <laughs> That's the song now. We'll just sample that and lay it over the track. <laughs> if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to submit lyrics. Lyrics at savagelandpodcast.com. Wait, did we start the show? Uh, no. <laughs> but we can now. It's the Savage Land. That way, we have, that way we have two different options for a cold open, whichever one we like more at the time of editing. Oh, okay. 